This is a HeadGum Podcast. The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. Uh, no, tone it down a little bit. You blew out your mic. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. No, we need a little bit more energy here now. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. Yeah, I'm not using that one. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I am Ryan Morrison. And I'm Austin Hoffman. And I'm sick of saying we're coming back every four months while we do two episodes and then not coming back. This isn't a good opening. No, start over. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. I am Austin Hoffman. And I am Allie Rothman. We're back, Austin. And as always, we're going to promise weekly shows again, even though we only come and do this. Weekly episodes every two months. Yeah, every two or four or half a year months. It hasn't been that long. Uh, no, you put out some classic episodes after I accidentally deleted half our library and people enjoyed those. Uh, the eSports Union episode has reached phenomenal heights throughout the internet as people go around and argue about whether or not eSports needs a union. That Believe episode it or not, rem- the information is already out there. Yeah, and that episode remains my go-to forever. It's a, it's a good, succinct summary of the issues and hurdles on the path to unionization. But there's something much more pressing and important that we need to discuss today. Austin, do you know what that is? Do you have any Dancing. idea what the topic of the episode Dancing, dancing. <laughs> it I is dancing. It. <laughs> it's a it's Fortnite dances. And everyone from uh, Ezekiel down to Albert has asked me to do an episode on <laughs> Fortnite dances. <Awful>. Albert <laughs> is the most important. Yeah, from Y to A, as everyone does. But th- there's been now multiple lawsuits against Fortnite. The most famous so far is the most recent one that, I, at least upon time of recording this, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did his famous... Didn't... Didn't it? That like that. Exactly. It's not unusual. That one. Dance. That he says actually was inspired by Wayne Newton, but only inspired. It's different enough. It's Carlton. Certainly when you see that dance, you think Carlton. Yes. Uh, As always, Epic, who makes Fortnite, puts in these dances. They've been sued before for similar. And the way they do it, they're not trying to hide it. They're very clearly putting in the exact dance. So much so that when they put in this Carlton dance, they name the dance in the game. Fresh. So fresh. It's just fresh. And it's just fresh. So fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Carlton, not a, not a hard jump to make. They've done well, similar with others. It's a nod. Well, you can say it's a it's, nod. It's a costly nod. Or maybe not. Or not, yeah. So let's... It's not unusual to be loved. Wait. <laughs> and as usual, when people message... It's not us, unusual. It's not... <laughs> as <laughs> to be loved by anyone. As usual, when people message us about this, they are always asking the same kind of questions. Can you... Is this lawsuit valid? Is is what Epic did okay? Can you copyright a dance? Although, unfortunately, many of the tweets said, can you patent a dance? And I <laughs> beg all of you to know that those words are not the same. We, we do this all the time. We're not going to get back into it. Yeah. So can you copyright a dance? We'll discuss that. And then the other cause of action in these lawsuits is the right of publicity, which we'll discuss as well. So let's talk about these claims at first. So first, there was two Millie, a.k.a. Terrence Ferguson, filed the first lawsuit against Epic Games for this theft of dance. He claims he created the dance, the Millie Rock, in 2011. He did it at shows. He posted videos of himself and his friends doing it. In 2015, he released the video 
celebrating the dance. Celebrities posted themselves doing the Millie Rock. Rihanna has, Chris Brown has, that piece of garbage. Wiz Khalifa has. It became synonymous with Ferguson, who is unanimously credited with creating the dance that bears his stage name and who performs the Millie Rock song and dance at every performance. It's his thing. Millie Rock, dance, song, boom. You gotta look it up. You gotta see it. I must be living under a rock because I had no idea what this was. A Millie Rock. A Millie Rock. (laughs) Yeah, listen, so regardless, he was put in the game as this dance. They very obviously were taking his dance move for move. They've done the drop it like it's hot dance with Snoop Dogg. It was renamed to Tidy. They did the Carlton dance from Fresh Prince, as we've already said. They named that Fresh. They did the dance by Will Smith in Fresh Prince, and they renamed that to Rambunctious. Rambunctious. The Millie Rock dance, I believe, was renamed as Swipe it. So cool. And like I said, and most of these lawsuits are all going to be the same. They're claiming improper and unlicensed use of a copyright. So they're saying, I have copyright to this dance. Epic has no right to use it, distribute it, and recreate it. They're also saying that they're uh, liable for misappropriation of the the celebrity's identity. So to Millie, Carlton, all of them. Carlton is not his real name, but we'll call him Carlton for the rest of this episode. They're saying that when you look at that dance or you look at that thing, you think of me and I have a right to control my publicity. I have a right to say you can do this, you can't do this. And if you're doing it, I have a right to get a cut of it. The Internet seems to not agree. The Internet seems to be on fire, angry at Carlton, angry at Tumili, angry at everyone else, saying get the hell over it. Fortnite's just having a little bit of fun. It's a parody. And I think with the success of Fortnite and popularity of Fortnite. Having a little bit of profit. Yeah, no one's going to be. Yeah, Fortnite can do no wrong. Right. Now, Austin, non-lawyer first, what is your immediate gut reaction on this? I know for a fact you didn't read the outline or do any of the legal (laughs) research. Of course not. So so just what do you think? Do you think Carlton has a case here? Do you think Tumili has a case here? And then on top of do they, should they? They should be able to claim the dances as their own. They should have uh, they should have the ability to control them. I what's the difference between them coming up with like this dance and having that covered versus belting out a few bars of a song and having that covered? Well, we'll get into that, but I didn't ask you that. I asked just your gut of your gut opinion. <laughs> well, here. you got my gut opinion and then the tangent thought. And then you got a follow-up. All right. So then Ali, as the attorney here who also specializes, as we've said, in intellectual property and copyright, do they have a case here? And then do you agree whether they should or not? Yeah, look, so this is a really interesting case. Even these two lawsuits that we're talking about right now, the two Millie case and the, let's call it the Carlton case, are even significantly different from each other. (laughs) So just generally speaking, choreography can be copyrighted, but it has to be, you know, a a full dance, if you want to call it. Like one move of a dance is not copyrightable. So, you know, an entire piece of ballet, for example, that's protectable, but one little move, you know, like what's what's the flossing one? The flossing? probably not well but to to really hammer that home well to hammer that home when they when copyright when choreography is supposed to be able to be copyrighted that was created for for like ali said an entire ballet an entire performance an hour-long show even if your move is 15 seconds you know you look at donald Faison's, who i believe is also suing the guy uh turk from scrubs that move is there's a lot of moves to that dance it is a full dance as i would understand it but under copyright law, it's it's just not. It's still one move, 15 seconds of dancing. It's not a full It's not an dance entire work. composition. Right. So because it's too small, it can fit into other bits. And like, like they don't want to build 
they don't, they don't want to say that this little bit can be protected because then that can what? Well, like, I think it goes to the originality factor that's required for copyright. You know, there's got to be something original and unique and, you know, a short little snippet or one little jerk of your body. Um, I think at least as the court justifies it is just not quite there. And that's where the law is. And there's no fine line there. So the same as Everyone says, oh, if I use under 30 seconds of a song, that's fair use. Well, that's not true. There is no line. There is no set standard. Same with a a dance. There is no set standard of what is enough. There's just what is enough and what's not enough. I've yet to meet a copyright attorney who thinks these Fortnite moves are enough, save for maybe the attorneys filing these lawsuits, hoping to get a settlement and a nice contingency check, I'm sure. That said, it doesn't mean that I agree with it. So, Ali, that's the law. Do you think that is how it should be. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I do agree on the copyright factor and we can get into the right of publicity later, but I think, you know, the stronger claim in these cases is the right of publicity. I don't think that these little dance moves are significant enough to be protected such that the person doing it is the only person who can do it without, you know, giving everybody else permission or getting paid for it, for example. But Epic is profiting off of something clearly recognizable. A- again, it's recognizable. So like, oh. yeah, so awesome. I mean, I, I agree with you that the evocation of, you know, Carlton, for example, when you see that dance, the fact that Epic is profiting off of that is wrong. But to me, that goes more towards the right of publicity and Carlton's right to control his image than whether or not that actual small piece of dance move is protectable. Okay, um, so because he's associated with that move, they're profiting off of his likeness, even if it's not his his face, they're profiting yeah. off of something that is well, associated. But, but you can't conflate these two claims. Yeah, these like, are two distinct claims here under the law. Right, so the copyright, I think we're all in agreement. You shouldn't be able to copyright something so small. I do see an argument for it. I do think when you see Snoop Dogg's Drop It Like It's Hot Dance, that is a clearly unique work that I always know the author and I know where it it came from. If you see anyone doing it, you know what it is. But I also agree that maybe the remedy there should not be copyright and instead go to write a publicity like we we will discuss next. But right. Keep in mind, associating something with somebody as a a source, as a designation of source is not even a copyright concept. It's a trademark concept. I, I, I understand that, but I also think that creating a dance is not the easiest thing to do. And Snoop Dogg created a dance, or whoever his choreographer is, created a dance that is now well received, in- intelligently done, and marketed. And even though it's a source signifier under trademark, I think it should be protectable under copyright. Just because to a something's popular doesn't necessarily make it unique enough to. Oh man, this is great. Exclusively owned. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that is that drop it like a hot dance, as simple as it is, okay. is unique and not been done by anyone else. And if anyone else did do it, they would say you stole that move from Snoop Dogg. So I do think there's there is at least a conversation worth having about whether these things are copyrighted, especially the Turk dance. When you go look at the Turk dance, it's ridiculous, it's stupid, it's silly, but it was the main dance Fortnite used. It was so clearly move for move the dance Turk did in. Scrubs. Oh, that's like the the default dance, right? Yeah, and not only is it the default dance, it's a longer dance. Like it's a it's a it's all different moves. It's not rep- repeating the same move, and it's it's a it, I would call it a composition. And I know that's wrong, but well, then this is another thing to talk about, and this applies also to I guess the Carlton dance. Is you see these dance, you're, you're already calling it the Turk dance. We're talking, we're calling this the Carlton lawsuit. We're not calling it the Donald Faison lawsuit. You know, do these individuals have a claim to these dances, or do they really belong to the characters and thus the the studio or the copyright owners of those shows? So that is not a question. 
that is a very obvious answer. This is a work for hire, and these actors on these shows. This cur- was a rhetorical question. Well, I didn't mean. You well, no, know. this is a question meant- that should be answered because I di- was not sure. I didn't mean Ali doesn't know the answer. Of course she does. I'm saying this is not up for debate, though. There, there is no one who disagrees on this. The Carlton dance is owned by Warner Brothers, or whoever did Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The Turk dance is was at CBS. I don't. Oh, I can't remember Central. what I, it was. I watched Comedy Scrub. Central. Wasn't oh it? my God, Austin! You're you like think you yeah you think like Full House is owned by Nick at Night? <laughs> <laughs> is Nick oh at Night still God. on? <laughs> it's just the world he lives in is it's adorable. He's proof, and he's always smiling. He's just proof ignorance is bliss. I'm I, uh, yeah, I'm smiling right now. Uh, so so that's that's basically uh, that. There there is there is legally no copyright argument that I'm aware of to be made, other than a policy argument about copyright that I'm willing to have and agree with, but no one else is, and it's certainly not where the law is. On top of that, even if there was copyright on this stuff, these are not owned by the actors in these shows. They would be owned by the studios that finance and hired the actors for those shows. The same way. If an artist at a video game company designs a level in a video game, that video game company owns the level. They paid the the artist to work for him. They paid the artist to create it. It is a work made for hire. And boom, bang, bam, that's it. Done. Owned by the game company. Yes, when the brilliant (laughs) machinist uh, came up with the Tachikomas and Ghost in the Shell, he was working for a Japanese Ever talking about Ghost in the Shell again. And as such... When he tried to take the property out of the country, he was arrested because he was trying to bring like state secrets. I don't even to know how country. that analogy I makes honestly sense. I don't it's, even know what you're talking it's about. It's just not relevant. We're just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he created AI tanks. Right, so okay, so you're saying his boss would have With owned cute that? Little voices. Okay, but, this is going to be fun though because uh, this is the beauty of the law when we get super nerdy as lawyers. But you know, there's no case law supporting these copyright claims. But I could totally see a policy argument convincing a judge to change the law here. And these are the cases that are fun, the ones that could potentially change the law. I and I I think I actually think if push comes to shove in this sees litigation that Epic has a real chance of losing because I think these dances are so obviously the work of these other people. There is just an obvious policy argument. It just needs to be discussed. And a judge is allowed. So there is law that is written. Only a dance composition can be copyrighted. And that is that has been understood forever as a full choreography to a ballet or a full show on Broadway or whatever. Not a little dance, not a little move. But a judge can read that law and interpret it however they want and come out with a decision. And we might see that here. We really might. The good segue here is is into right up there. The judge can just yeah, decide. Well, they are literally the judge. But the the, <laughs> the reality is, you know, we've seen this before and in a very relevant case. One such case being uh, with right of publicity and Vanna White. Austin, who's Vanna White? I, I don't know. Come on. Come I'm on. waiting for that. Are you American? I really just don't. Who's Pat Sajak, Austin? <laughs> uh, wait, is Vanna White the person that turned the things on the... Yeah, no, nope. you had it. Well, yeah, until she just started touching yeah, the screen. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the, with the with the letter with the the letters. Yes, and Vanna the White words, is, whatever is that from Wheel of Fortune. She was the one who. Yep, it was Wheel of Fortune. You shouldn't be proud about that. I just that. couldn't connect wheels and she, words. She is the one phrases. who forever turned the the things around, and now she touches the highlighted blocks. Also, famously, she recently stole twenty dollars from Ali in Vegas at the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. Oh, that beat. <laughs> but <laughs> that so, beat. so basically, Vanna White is. 
famously known for that. Austin, who could not name a single celebrity, even knew, oh, isn't she the one who turns those things? So when you see someone turning blocks around, <laughs> you think Vanna things. White. Now that's... Yes, now, in a glittery now, Forever, dress. celebrities have had the right of publicity, meaning they, they the right to control their image, to not be associated with things they didn't want to be. So if you wanted to sell Coca-Cola and put Leonardo DiCaprio in that commercial... That is apparently the first celebrity that leaps to my mind. You would have to pay him. And if you used him in without his permission, he could say, no, I don't want to be associated with this. That's that. But it's always been the person. What this Vanna White case brought up was evoking the idea of the person rather than using the person themselves. So Samsung came out with a commercial where they had robots basically saying, look how long Samsung electronics last. It's it's now the year 2080 and, and everything is in the future and it still works. And they showed a robot in a blonde wig and the same dress Vanna White wore all the time, turning blocks around on Wheel of Fortune. Vanna never wore the same dress twice. Sorry, I thought didn't she wear a green sequin <laughs> dance get all the one time? Thing clear, <laughs> Vanna must have a Vanna's closet is a girl's wet dream. <laughs> it's filled with sequins and beautiful glittering yes, treasures. As all dresses, I did think that's what she wore. That I like. A, I'm actually. I think I'm thinking of Tinkerbell, like the green sequin. She wore dress. a treasure chest filled. <laughs> uh, Tinkerbell I had, had didn't, like wasn't isn't Vanna White's like much longer, whereas Tinkerbell just had like that little like. Uh, I think I Tinkerbell think, what, what is the that? most famous blonde woman I know. So Vanna White's only second. So I was think I was conflating them. Tinkerbell had a tutu. The most famous blonde woman you <laughs> uh, know. She didn't have a tutu. Hmm. Tinkerbell totally. Tinkerbell. She did not have a tutu. She had like a little, she had like no, a pixie. definitely not a dress. Like, it went to the she thigh. She had a thigh, thigh green dress, thigh for sure. Dress. I think it even had a thigh cut. It had like little like flower petal cut things. Boston, you're really in tune to Tinkerbell's wardrobe. Well, I just Googled yes, it and I don't you be. feel a fool. I do. <laughs> Let's go back to Vanna. Uh, anyway, this, this case, Samsung said, look how long things last. It's year 2080 and they had a robot in a blonde wig and Vanna White's famous green suit could dress turning blocks around. <laughs> And Her Vanna White green suit. pants. And everyone said, Vanna, you idiot. That's not how right of publicity works. They didn't actually use your image. They were just making a fun little parody. No one thinks that's you. No one's confused and thinks you're endorsing this product. Right, like you're not a robot, Vanna. Right. You are not a robot. You're a human. But they evoked the thought. Well, the of court White. came out and disagreed strongly. They actually said, when you look at this commercial, you absolutely think of Vanna White. The same way that if you put a robot yes. in a 23 jersey, had him spread leg in the air with the tongue out and one arm extended, you would think of Michael Jordan. What is and this? that's actually what they wrote in the opinion, that the Michael Jordan comparison. So it, it's it changed the game for right of publicity. Now you no longer needed to rely on just the person's image or the actual use of the person. Now even just evoking the idea of them was enough. And to Ali's point, that basically is what they're doing with Carlton, Snoop Dogg, Turk, etc. You look at these dances, you think them. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wait, so there's precedent. So that means that they're screwed. No, Maybe because epic. unfortunately, the way litigation works is you just get to pick one case that's favorable to your outcome in a different jurisdiction and say, ha ha, that's, that's how this works. Both sides will find 40 cases, not maybe this strong, but relevant to this, go back and forth. And I think Ali agrees with me. This is going to come down to just a policy argument. Yeah, I really think so. I mean, I obviously haven't studied the case law in every one of these jurisdictions. 
Yeah, it's it's touchy. Like, obviously, they're not showing Carlton's image here. Yeah, no, they're not showing these guys. These are Fortnite characters, you know, doing these dances. So it's going to be a very similar argument to the one Vanna White made. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. I'm also curious to see if they move to dismiss for lack of standing. What does Sorry, that mean? Sorry, I forgot to explain this. But uh, yeah, so, so I'm curious if they're going to, if Epic is going to say that Carlton, for example, this probably only applies to Carlton, whether Epic's first move is to try to get the case dismissed for lack of standing basically means exactly what we said earlier, whether this is really a claim that Alfonso should be bringing or whether this is the claim that that Warner Brothers has on behalf of the character Carlton. Standing from a legal perspective basically determines who has the right to bring a case. So, you you know, generally that means you're the one who's actually been injured by the activity that you're alleging is illegal. So Carlton or Alfonso might not even be the individual that, you know, can be insulted by this because he performed this dance originally on the show that was owned by exactly, Warner Brothers. Exactly, yeah. So the question is, is this, did they really do something something so bad towards Alfonso or you know if this is really offensive did they offend Warner Brothers by ripping off Carlton the character but now Alfonso I think it really depends on how closely Alfonso identifies with Carlton yeah and Alfonso's used it now on Dancing with the Stars and a plethora of other areas so it's it's a messy argument about who and where uh, Are you watching with Dancing with the Stars? I see now. I have never. I, only <laughs> I have Kitchen, never you know watched that. Dancing with the Stars without yeah, a glass of Gordon, wine in Gordon's my hand. My, uh, my homeboy. But so the the reality is, though, none of these copyrights are registered. They're being filed. But to sue someone, you need a copyright at least being applied for or registered to actually sue. So trademarks, you can sue for common law rights and you can just go and sue anyone over your business name or your trademark. However, we've described that in the past. A copyright, though, you actually need to be registered. Copyrights are super cheap and affordable to register compared to trademarks. We do it all the time for our clients. So if you guys have anything creative, artistic, or anything else you're afraid someone's going to steal, you should absolutely be copywriting that. So if you out there have the next big dance move that you think Epic's going to jack, call us. That's right. Or mail it to yourself. because No, Austin, stop giving out bad legal (laughs) advice. That is what many people believe, and it's it's not the dumbest thing in the world that mailing yourself something is proof of copyright. It's certainly still not a registered copyright. We're not going to get into that whole endeavor, but there's a, the reason people used to mail themselves something with copyright. I guess I am going to get into the reason people used to mail themselves something with copyright is because the post office puts their postmark with a date on it over the seal of the envelope. So as long as that seal is not broken or open or disturbed, you have proof from the government that this existed at a certain date. So if you wrote a movie script, you would mail it to yourself and say, I'm going to shop this around, but if someone steals it, I now have proof I created it first, and here's the stamp from the post office to prove it. And you would leave it closed somewhere just in, as proof it existed. Does that make sense? That makes total sense, and it sounds Yo, like it's, it's not bulletproof because it's not a registered copyright, and you can't sue anyone with it. <laughs> yes, but you can prove that you mailed yourself the letter at some point that contained the item. That's why, you know, if you come up with this great, this great dance, you just record yourself doing the dance on your phone then you put the phone in the envelope and you mail it to yourself and you leave it yeah, in a dustbin or something sure i mean it's i just i could argue this for for 70 more hours i know uh can you think I of available hours is, is very against me on this one but i really do think these dances are protectable under copyright standard i mean to be copyrightable that the constitution says it has to be an original work of authorship fixed in any tangible medium of expression with a minimum minimal level of creativity. So one of the most famous cases around that every law student knows 
is the phone book case. Feist Publications was the case name. And it said the arrangement of a phone book that used information that was in another phone book was minimally creative because it was arranged in a different way and included other information. The standard for creativity is that low. So basically a phone book did a phone book company did all the work of gathering all the information of everybody, put out a phone book. One of their competitors took all that information and then reformatted it. And they said it's different enough. And the courts agreed. Oh. The courts do not like to determine what is art and what is not art. So they, if it's different enough, it's different enough. So, Ali, Morrison is very firmly on the side of Mr. Carlton here. How would you tell him to screw <laughs> off if you were on the opposite end of this courtroom? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would rely on on other case law that's already been decided that says flat out that social dance steps and simple routines are just outright not included in what's protected as copyrightable choreography. Um, no, that's a great and, closing you know, statement. Choreography is, is, according to the courts, something much more. It's a composition. It's an arrangement like Ryan was talking about with these phone books and that these simple routines are just, they just don't rise to that level. And I don't like to see when Morrison's making his closing statement, it sounds like he's trying to plead and, you know, like that's get, normally get the people how on his side. Morrison, but I mean, right? Allie's yeah, begging I, and pleading. <laughs> Yeah, and Allie's just stating a fact here. She's well, that's like, why Allie's the litigator, and I'm the uh, the fun Twitter persona. Because, uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, <laughs> that is how this court case is probably going to go. It's going to be one side with a plethora of case law saying this is not copyrightable. And then it's going to be the other side saying, hey, these guys made well, millions and millions and millions of dollars stealing my client's uh, original created dance. And there is a policy argument to be made there, especially with the amount of money being made. Yeah. And let's be real here. What's most likely going to happen is they're not going to stop using it, but just pay these guys, you know, give them a little credit for a well, two, two million basically said download. that's all he wants. Yeah. He doesn't care. They're using it. He's actually he doesn't even want a payment. He was saying, just give me credit in the game that it's my dance. So people it's know like my free music publicity. Yeah. That's always the line, though, isn't it? At what point are people paying you for that image or, you know, or when are you just trying to get your image out there? Yeah, I mean, the reality is Epic is a great company that truthfully is is doing a lot by their players and a lot by their pros. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're doing to the community and everything else. I just they're making money hand over fist. I understand why people who had a popular dance move 20 years ago and now are stuck on bad reality TV might want to cut of it. Hey, don't you talk about Dancing with the Stars that way. I was talking about two Millie. He was on Chopped. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> what is Alfonso doing now? It's America's, America's funniest, home, funniest home video. Home. So he took over where Bob Saget left off. I actually think Joey took over. Alan- Alanis Morissette's ex, Joey Gladstone. Mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> I had friends. no idea. Joey Gladstone dated Alanis Morissette. Are you being serious? I can't tell if you're joking. It's like rain on a wedding day. Are you being serious though? It's a free ride. Are you kidding? That you've already paid. Are you kidding? I, 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 mind blown. That's it. I can't tell if you're joking. The because uh, you're naming the song that's not about him. The other song about Joey Gladstone. You can't shake your head on a podcast. Do you? I wish this was a video podcast right now, so that you could all see my jaw drop. <laughs> I, Austin, I literally don't know if she's messing with me. I don't know who these people are, but that's not surprising. I hate this. I hate all of you. Okay, well, that wraps up the law and my thoughts and everything else. Any last words, friends? That wraps up my thoughts as well. Yeah, I can't speak. I mean, Joey Gladstone. We're we're not doing this. Uh, all right. Well, as always, follow us on Twitter at robot. Is it underscore Congress? I don't even remember. It's been forever. Oh my god, it's been robot so long. Congress. What's our Twitter? Uh, okay, it's it. So it is it is robot underscore Congress. 
Then what's your what's your name? Robot Please follow Austin? me. Because I know one I'm of them Robot Austin. and one doesn't. No underscore. And then Ali's Twitter handle is at Morrison Rothman. <laughs> oh my God. We have to we have to announce this. We haven't announced our law firm. You're just at Morrison Oh, now, right? we never talked about we that. We never even announced our law firm. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, Michael Michael Lee is uh on to bigger and better. We are as happy and amicable as ever. I would not have what I have without him, but he ha- he's going his own way in New York. I've partnered up with Ali over here and we now are now Morrison Rothman and congratulations on the promotion, Ali. Yes, and congratulations to uh, Mr. Ryan Morrison for his uh, Twitter name change. <laughs> Is that the announcement you were talking about? Yes. Yes. Did we already talk did about the like, new law firm? Did you here? like how I threw that in there? But did we already talk about no, the No, we new... didn't even mention it. So we had a new law firm that we had to talk about and then the announcement Austin wanted me to make was that I got at Morrison on yep. Twitter. <laughs> I just know that you were like, you must have been so proud. <laughs> wow, I was not having the same conversation. All right, well, yeah, I, I actually got at Morrison. It's pretty game changing. So thank you for putting my name on the door and congratulations on your new Twitter handle. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. That's a, the... that, is a, that is a huge accomplishment. <laughs> thank you, Austin, for the, uh, the Twitter handle love. Uh, Joey Gladstone, man. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> All right. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye, Craig. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>